What up, young world? What up, young world? Thank you for tuning in to the Save On Legendary Podcast. You know, it's a couple of things I want to talk about today. Um, I'm just getting this podcast started, and uh, it's just been a lot on my mind. You know, I'm kind of sick of some certain things. Um, you would have to be like under a rock if you hadn't heard about uh, the homophobic things that the baby was talking about. Now, I've been getting phone calls, text messages, um, asking me my opinion on this. My opinion is very simple. It's a classic case of um, the baby too famous, too rich, uh, not a care in the world. It's celebrity privilege. That's what he was feeling. That's the problem. Now, what that means is he doesn't care. He thinks that his shit don't stink and whatever he do is, is going to, you know, is going to win. And so he got up there and that might've been his true feelings about, you know, a gay man or the LGBTQ uh, community. But at the end of the day, all of these people are supporting your career, supporting your records. Um, those goofy little dances he does. I mean, I ain't trying to hate. It's just, you know, they're supporting him and he's taking the poop on all of their beliefs and um, sensibilities. And he did it in a major public place. Like everybody has an opinion about something, right? But we know better than to broadcast every single feeling we have, whether it's offensive or not, on a huge, huge, huge platform. The baby, listen to me. Uncle Savon here, listen to me. You're too big. But you're not so big that it can't be gone tomorrow. That's 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 celebrity privilege. It's when you think you're untouchable, you're immortal. You see what happened to him. Um, the governor's ball. He lost his uh, clothing deal. He uh, couldn't perform Lollapalooza, which is a COVID super spreader. Uh, Delta Airlines, the Delta variant. That was Delta Airlines. That's Hartsfield Airport over there. That's how much Delta was over there. <laughs> Anyways, listen, the baby, listen. You can't do it. It's wrong. It's morally wrong. Um, and I'm sure you wasn't raised like that. Like, I understand this kid is a good kid. Like, you wasn't raised like that. You just got too big for your damn britches. And the cancel culture is going to humble you. Uh, these media outlets, these endorsements and sponsorship situations, they're going to humble you. And, I mean, listen, honestly, I don't understand what what is the hate against gay men, lesbian women, transgender, this and that. I just that's that's them. You feel me? Like that's that's them. Let them do them. They not coming over here asking you. Speaking of asking questions, <laughs> that was a terrible segue. Speaking of asking questions, um. What did I read it at? I think it was on uh, World Star. Everything's on World Star, right? But um, I think I read someone, a woman, saying she doesn't have a problem with men. No, it was a comedian. It was a comedian. Uh, say the problem with gay men is that they're in the closet, and they shouldn't want to tell someone when they're gay. They, they should want to just get out the closet and just be open about it. My thing is this. Why do gay, why do the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, excuse me, uh, have to 
tell anybody anything. How would you feel if somebody came up to you and you're heterosexual and was like, why don't you just say you're heterosexual? Why don't you just say it? First of all, I am heterosexual, but why do I have to announce it? That's how that's how I feel about the L Jesus LGD LGTBQ community. <laughs> that's how I feel about them. Right. It's like they don't have to tell you nothing. And I'm sick of this double standard. And I remember being on Facebook and somebody posted something about something about that. And I was defending a lesbian group. I'm like, say, why, why are you defending? Because to me, it's not about lesbian or gay or transgender. It's about simply what's right and what's wrong, no matter who we talking about. That's it. Um, the baby was wrong. Just it's it's just it's it's this big stigma around gay and lesbian and transgendered. They're different. They're special. They're not special. They're less than. They're more than. Why can't they just be be? Like, why can't they just be? Just like black people want to be equal, just like women want to be equal, just like, you know, people that are, you know, you know, short people, you know you know, want to be different. I mean, want to be the same and be accepted. Why can't they just be? Okay. That's my little baby rant. I mean, my the baby rant. Little baby, the baby, somebody's baby. Whose baby is this? I know this is a lot of motherfucking babies. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to spend a lot of time today. What are we going to do next? Oh, Simone Biles gets the bronze after she, you know, takes an exit from the 2020 one olympics um first of all everybody was bashing her like why would you and she's like i need like mental stability like for my mental health my thing is she didn't work her ass off she didn't got hella gold medals what are you talking about she deserved to do whatever she want to do ain't now now one of y'all in shape can't do two can't do two clean push-ups but you want to talk to somebody that's doing back flips and triple nose dives <laughs> <laughs> the floor exercise and everybody want to challenge her about about what she want to do for herself that's insane that's the problem y'all and too many y'all pay attention to y'all man seriously too many people in other people's business she didn't have to tell nobody nothing she just could have did it but she did do that because she know that people are expecting her to say something and will wonder why she's just bowing out of the competition. Mental health in the black community. We don't even talk about that enough. That is a real thing. Is some sick, sick people in the black community? It's sick people in every community. But I'm talking about Simone Biles. She's black. And I'm talking about the black community. And she's actually being proactive with her own mental health. And people got a problem about it. She goes back in. And she gets the bronze medal. And people got something to say about that. Simone Biles, if you're listening, Uncle Say Say, do your damn thing, little mama. You are doing it. And don't let nobody tell you that bronze don't shimmer like gold. Because your whole life is gold. You doing things. These people, they watching you on TV. Need I say more? <sighs> so much to talk about. Save on Legendary Podcast. Oh, uh, what else? What else we got? <sighs> okay. Anybody know me know that uh, I am an advocate for independent artists. Now, 
Today's real quick tidbit for indie artists. You got to understand what things like publishing means, um, things like split sheets, uh, things like um, barcoding, ISRC codes, uh, PROs, which is writers associations such as ASCAP, BMI, CSAC. Um, and you got to know what these things mean. Real quick, publishing is ownership. Ownership. You can sign a split sheet. You can sign a split sheet, right? <laughs> and you could put who owns what of the authorship and who owns what of the composition or the music and, ha and still have zero publishing if that's what is, is agreed upon or that's what you failed to do. I had a situation where one of my records got placed and um, one of the writers on the record filled out everything and did not put their publishing. It was blank. Uh, blank means zero. And when you turn them into a sync licensing company who's doing a deal with you, you, it has to be a number there. So if you leave it blank, I put zero there. And he said, I forged it. Now he signed it, address, social security number, phone number. He signed everything and left what he wanted for ownership blank. I have to turn that in with a number there. And if it's blank, that means zero. I put zero. He said, I forged it. <laughs> Don't matter though. Because we already had a whole separate agreement <laughs> that I already paid him. He didn't, he wasn't supposed to get nothing, but I gave it to him anyway. And you know what? I could have did this particular sync licensing deal and not told him. And he wouldn't have got nothing. I fought, what he don't know is I fought for him to get money and I made sure he was paid. And I didn't have to do that. So when you're talking about split sheets and publishing, 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 Google publishing, find out what it means. It's really ownership. Of the record what is what percentage of this record do you own that means wherever the record goes they got to call you to do anything with the record they got to get your signature too no matter what happens publishing is everything in music okay um like i said i'm not gonna keep you long i was gonna play a new record today but i think i'm going to wait instead i'm going to start this story i'm just going to start it now watch this it's my busta rhyme story so I was working when I first moved to Atlanta. Um, I got a job as a valet at the Westin across the street from Lenox Mall. And, you know, my boss knew I do music and I'm, you know, I'm grinding and I always got CDs with me and all of that type of thing. So they're like, man, Buster Rhymes come here all the time. I was like, man, yeah, right. Buster Rhymes will come here all the time. No, all the time. What the talking about? Sure as I'm dark skinned, Buster Rhymes pulls up. <laughs> I can't make this up. Buster Ron pull up in his big expedition with a security road manager and his hype man, Spliff Star. So Buster Ron kind of rushes inside and Spliff Star takes his time. And I say, hey, I'm Savon. You know, I do music. I would love for you to hear it. And I was like, I got my CD right here. And he was like, all right, man, I'm listening to it. I was like, man, stop playing. You ain't going to listen to it. He was like, I'm listening to it. I'm going up to my room right now and listening to it. And this was his words. This shit better be fire. I said, man, I'm the, I hope it's fire. I'm like, I'm the shit. But in my head, I'm like, ooh, please skip to number three. Skip to number three. That's my hottest joint. So I'm antsy. I give him the CD. He come down about an hour and a half later. He says, yo, that, that CD is fire. What are you, where are you going to be in an hour? I was like, shit, you met me at work. I'm going to be here, bro. To, <laughs> I'm going to be here, B. He was like, where's your boss? I show him where my boss is. White guy, right? And he knows I'm doing music. 
So he gets me off work. He said, yeah, this is a great opportunity. Um, you can go with them. I just got to make up the hours. He went over there and got me off of work. He said he wanted to take me somewhere. Him and Buster Rounds wanted to take me somewhere. He said, go home, get changed, meet us back at the hotel, this hotel where I work at, in one hour. Man, I'm I'm doing it felt like it felt like I'm doing Mach 3 in a in a in a in a Acura trying to get home. <laughs> Man, I, I that was the quickest shower on on earth ever. Man, I get back to the hotel, we get in this expedition, and then he takes me to. You gotta wait to the next episode. I'll finish my Buster Rhyme story. It is absolutely crazy. I can't wait to finish the story, but you gotta you gotta tune into the next Save All Legendary Podcast to get the rest of the story. All my stories are legitimate. I can verify them. I got the craziest stories in the world. This one is part one of my Buster Rhymes story. Yo, check me out. Click like, subscribe, all of that. Save All Legendary Podcast. Peace, young world. Ready for Save Ready. On. You ain't ready. Ready for Save ready. On.